I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for our extended interview with Will where he's going to share with us how to build your team, your online team and outsource content for mass production, which is like the one thing I want to learn. Um, so thanks so much for being here, Will. Before we get to all of your tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, sure. I'm going to try and summarize it in 60 seconds. So let's see how we <laughs> okay. go. All right. So when I was a much younger man, I had some traumatic events and I ended up being seriously injured. I went out to India. I didn't have a phone and I was just like out there pushing myself through new experiences, getting out of my comfort zone, meeting new people, working lots and lots of odd jobs. This was a really insane experience to me and I learned so, so much. And I started my travel blog, The Broke Backpacker, as a result of that trip. Um, I then spent the next 12 years on the road, traveling around, going to a lot of far out places like Iran, Pakistan, Venezuela, Bhutan, Myanmar, just really amazing, lesser visited type destinations and trying to create content that would inspire people, but also arm them with the practical information that they need to know to get around these places because it can be tricky. A few years ago now, I guess six, seven years ago, uh, my humble little travel blog really took off. Now we get about a million unique visitors every single month, which is you know, that's, that's big bucks in the travel world. And <laughs> off the back of that, we've started several other ventures as well that really work cohesively with the site. So we're currently building a digital nomad co-working hostel in Bali. It's big. It's a massive project. We've been building that for two and a half years. We're going to be opening in three weeks. So super excited. I'm also working on a fully recycled ocean plastic backpack to replace all of the thousands of backpacks that we're already selling each month on my site. I really want to produce our, our own one. And we're on prototype number 18, which is super exciting, getting very, wow. very close. Um, <laughs> and we also run expeditions to Pakistan, Iran, and Kyrgyzstan as well. So there's a lot of different things that we do. And it's been an amazing journey for me. I've really learned a huge amount um, coming from that first broke backpacker standing on the side of the road in India, hitchhiking. $10 a day was my whole budget. And I, I had a fantastic time out there. I really learned <laughs> how to push myself out of my comfort zone. That directly translated into my work ethic because I, I don't have to work that hard now. But I worked, you know, 60, 70 hours um, a week for like three years. And I was just powering through it with modafinil and all of the rest. And it was great. Uh, but I'm glad <laughs> I don't have to do it anymore. So I've kind of lived every step of this journey. You know, I've, I, I was the broke backpacker in India. I was a struggling entrepreneur trying to understand what SEO was. And now I have multiple businesses. I've got a team of like, I think there's like more than 30 of us. There's a lot of different people. Um, <laughs> and we are creating some of the best content in the space on these lesser visited countries, whilst also trying to inspire people to, you know, to live that offbeat life, to look into online entrepreneurship, to go to somewhere which maybe scares them, to step out of their comfort zone, to really 
grab for a better quality of life that is available when you work for yourself. So that's something that we're very passionate about. Yeah, and you can't get that anywhere else. And I love that you have built up this whole empire for yourself. And one of the things that really allowed you to do all of this stuff is your team, right? The team that you've built for yourself. Absolutely. So can you you walk us through that? Because a lot of people want to build a team, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of confusion. They don't know how to get started, where to find people, how to afford it. Like, how do you – come on, Will, spill the tea here. How do you get started? I'll tell, I'll tell you my tips. So firstly, like one, one of the main ways I find my team is not going to be useful for most people. And that's just because I'm very visible online. I get a lot of people contacting me. So that's helpful, right? But where I found most of my all-star team is I've met them whilst traveling. I've met someone, we've vibed. I've thought, I've, I trust this person. I have a good feeling about this person. And then I have explored the opportunity of that person coming to work with me. And I've tried to figure out you know, what their price is. Does this person's skill set fall within a range that I'm willing to pay for? Because it's very important that you properly motivate your team. And that's why I like to do a lot of different things on rev share or like end of the year percentage-based disbursements or joint ventures. This is how you keep somebody motivated for the long term. What you've got to understand is that if someone is doing this online entrepreneurship gig and they're making like, you know, a thousand bucks a month working for you and there's no way for that to grow, they're going to be looking for something else. They're going to leave. You know, you've got to find a way to actually motivate people. When it comes to finding people, we do poach quite a lot of people off Upwork. So I'll go on to Upwork. I'll try 10 people out. And then the best two, I'll try and get them onto WhatsApp. And then from there, I'll arrange a different deal outside of Upwork. So I'm not having to pay Upwork anything for it. And we also, every now and again, we'll do like a big recruitment push where we'll have a Google form set up, which will be collecting all kinds of different questions that I am interested to the answers to this. Because I want to see not just that you're able to do the job, but that you've got the same ethos as me, that you've probably got a similar value set. You know, you're probably fairly liberal. <laughs> and that is a really great way to build up a database of people who potentially will be interested in working with you. You know, we just build this Google form and then we, po- we post it everywhere we can find online. There's lots of Facebook groups for aspiring digital nomads and entrepreneurs. And this is a good place to just post this and see what you get. And sometimes you'll find somebody absolutely amazing. The problem with recruiting online versus my favorite method of recruiting, which is like literally just meeting people in hostels or bars, um, is that you have to really trust your gut without actually having that person in front of you. And it's it's trickier to get it right. So I would say that if you are going to hire somebody remotely, get on a call where you can see their face. I think that that's really important from the point of view of like creating a connection. And this person is far less likely then to rip you off or resent you or not do their best work because they've seen you. They've had that physical connection. So I think that's really, really important. It's pretty easy to find people, finding somebody good, finding the place to put them in your organization where they can grow and where they can contribute the most value. And then figuring out a way to motivate them so that they want to stay with you. They want to grow into this role. They want to They want to be earning you money because for every dollar they put in my pocket, they're getting something as well. That's how you do it. Really, it's, it's finding that method of 
motivating somebody to say, you know what, in my case, you know what, Will, I'm going to come and I'm going to work with you for five years and I'm going to give you my best work because I know that I'm going to get this apprenticeship side of it. I'm going to learn so much from you. I'm going to get my monthly wage. So my living costs are sorted. I can travel without having to do a nine to five. I can work for you at two in the morning if I want. That's one of the perks of the role. But crucially, I know that I'm, I'm going somewhere with you. I know that in five years' time, I'm going to get my disbursement or, I'm, you know, it's just finding that way to motivate someone so that they will genuinely will tie their life to you. And that's what you want with your team. You want people who are 100% in it because if they're not 100% in it, they shouldn't be in it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. There's a lot. And that's the thing, right? That's the hardest thing is to find that person that yeah. will grow with you. But also a part of that, half of that is on your end, how Absolutely. you're treating them and also figuring out, like you mentioned, where they fit in and they feel like they are a crucial part of your business yeah. and your team as well. So that's that's a really good insight that that we just got from you. Something that I do, just to double across one thing, something that I do, right, is because we get a lot of people wanting to work with us, we have what we call like a loyalty building phase where you've got to work three months for me for really not very mm. much money at all just to sh- and, and no disbursement just to show that you want it. And in, that, in those three months, I will be able to tell if you properly are in it to win it or if, you know, you're just kind of doing it a little bit on the side and not, not really that excited about it. And that having that barrier is a great is is a is, is a really necessary defensive protocol that you have to have in place because before you offer somebody something super valuable which is like your time a percentage of your business a percentage of what your business makes or however you choose to do it you need to know that they're worth giving that up for because yeah. not everybody is so it's 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 important that you have some kind of safety protocol built in before you offer that yeah, that is a really good idea because you, like you mentioned, you are putting a lot of your time and effort. You have to make sure that you're training these people too. And that's a lot of information. That's like going back to school and you're teaching them yeah. and you're paying them. You're teaching them and you're paying them, which is yeah. pretty incredible. One other thing I just completely forgot to mention, which is um, from the point of view of like training staff, you can massively reduce your workload by every time I train anybody, I film it. Or yeah, I, I will want to get it typed up into a Google Doc later on. And that means that yeah. I'm not having to teach the same thing again and again and again. The resources are there. It's all really clear. We've got a fantastic resource library of stuff that I've taught people how to do. Um, and then I can be like, right, you're new. You should watch these three videos, read these two docs, come back to me with any questions, and then we'll go from there. And that is just faster. It's just faster, you know? Yeah. Totally agree with you. That's what I do too. I have like videos and then just send it. Because also like if somebody leaves, you don't want to do redo yes, the whole thing again. You don't want to have to redo all of the training time. It's frustrating. It's a headache. Yeah. Okay. So my thing with you is I like before we even did our initial interview, you talked about mass production for your content. Yeah. How do you do that well? And how do you do it well? <laughs> so there's some things there's some things that I can share and there's some things that I cannot so just bear okay. in mind that what I'm going to share is not the full picture but I'm going to okay. try and share as much as I can it gives value without giving away one particular piece of secret sauce so <laughs> let's say that you've found your keywords and you want to create a piece of content um, what we will do is we will have we will organize everything through Trello and I have an outsourced um, content team 
who will create the raw piece of content. And it comes back in according to the keywords that we've given them right, but it's completely unpublishable because it looks terrible. It hasn't had a proper edit. It, 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 needs, it needs some love and attention done it. But the, the advantage of doing it this way of using an outsourced content team is I can order 100 pieces of content. I can order half a million words of content a month if I want to, and it will be delivered. And then my team has to process it. And building that system up so they can process it as quickly and as cost effectively as possible it's very important so first things first everything goes to my beautiful team of filipino vas and for cost effective english speaking labor it doesn't get better than the philippines your options really is the philippines india or like parts of eastern europe and i've tried all three and the philippines by far like it's, it's the best like the people are lovely they're keen to work um it's cost effective and we have a great team over there. So the content goes to them. They tidy it up. They put in all of the images. They put in all of the links. They put in all of the buttons. Now, where the images go, how to format the links, how to put these tables and stuff in there, that is what took me hundreds of hours to build a cookie cutter for them so that when they get this piece of content, they know all of the steps they've got to do to get it to a publishable level. And we've done that, again, using videos, using Google Docs, using Trello boards, so that all of these resources are super, super organized. Everyone knows what they're doing. Once the Filipino VAs are finished, it then goes to my in-house team of English native speaking editors and they go over the whole piece, polish it up and boom, it can go live. Now we can't do that with all content. We can only do this with like unspecialized content. So like for the specialized content, like really how to travel cheaply or how to travel to these far flung lands or like the backpacking guides, that's done by my in-house team of riders. That's a lot more costly, both in time and money to get live. But that's the kind of stuff that we are famous for. And that's the kind of content that our audience really gels with. It isn't, however, the kind of content that makes any money. So we've got to get the balance right. We've got to get the balance right between putting out this super informative, super valuable, beautiful content on hiking, on backpacking guides to far-flung lands, how to put together an itinerary, budgeting, all that kind of stuff, versus the more generic stuff like things to do in X, places to see in Y, where to stay in Z. Unfortunately, I don't really like that kind of content, but that kind of content is, <laughs> is, is what makes the money. So I've tried to outsource all of that as much as possible into that system I previously described to you so that my in-house team can focus on the content that is really on brand and that really matters and that gets people excited about us. So that then when we're like, yo, yo, hey, uh, if you want to book a hostel, maybe you could book it through this link. People are cool <laughs> with it. You know, We have no native advertising on the site. So the site is advertised 100% for affiliates. Mm. Um, and I think finding that balance is right and building those systems where with that affiliate style content, you can, if you find a new one, like, I don't know, let's say I run a sleep site and I find that there's a whole bunch of keywords online for somebody, um, who sleeps on their left side, like best mattress for left side sleepers, best support pillow for left side sleepers. Once I found that keyword, it's probably going to repeat across different search uh, search queries. So if you can find a keyword that you can build a series of content around, like, I don't know, places to visit in X, it's the same piece of content. The format's the same every time, but you can do it for hundreds of locations. That That's really how then you can roll stuff out on a massive scale. Love that. I mean... 
it's it's really from what you're telling me, it's really all about having a team and making sure that you're training them the right way, understanding Absolutely. your systems, and then teaching other people to do it so that they're able to do it for you. But I like the fact that you like have someone do this and another person do this, and then they kind of all just go together and build yeah. you a whole new system for you. You know, yourself. you want people, you want a couple of people in your team who are jacks of all trades. Where mm-hmm. if I have a problem, I'm going to send it to one of these guys because I know that even if they haven't dealt with it before, they're going to figure it out. But mm-hmm. for, if you've got a bigger team and you're doing stuff on the scale that I'm doing, you really want people to be specialist. Then it's like you know, you know that this this is the chick who builds beautiful tables, and it just it just makes that flow of things way way rather than having being like, okay, guys, we're going to get 100 posts published. All five of you take 20 and move through it as you can, it's way better to be like, right, you're on introductions, you're on tables and buttons, you're on internal linking, you're on polishing. And it's, it's just smoother. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Will, for giving us all of these tips. I definitely learned a lot from it, and I'm sure our listeners will too. If our all of them, all of our listeners, obviously are going to want to learn more from you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on thebrokebackpacker.com and also on ditchyourdesk.com where I blog about like productivity hacks and what I've learned, you know, working in the online space over the last period of time. There's some, there's some good stuff on there. So yeah, check that out if you're interested in more productivity tips. Thank you so much, Will. We really appreciate you for being here and telling us all of these different hacks and tips. Awesome. Thank you, Debbie. You rock. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Will. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he went from broke backpacker to successful serial entrepreneur. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing, to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.